Chapter Six of the Bobbsey Twins on the Deep Blue Sea by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In a Pipe. There was so much going on with the sailing of the ship, so many passengers hurrying to and fro, calling and waving goodbye, so much noise made by the jingling bells and the tooting whistles, that Mrs. Bobbsey could hardly hear her own voice as she called, Flossie, Freddie, where are you? But the little twins did not answer, nor could they be seen on deck near Mr. and Mrs. Bobbsey, where they stood with Bert and Nan. They were here a minute ago, said Bert. I saw Flossie holding up her rubber doll to show her the Woolworth building. This, as you know, is the highest building in New York, if not in the world. But where is Flossie now? asked Mrs. Bobbsey, and there was a worried look on her face. Maybe she went downstairs, said Mr. Bobbsey. And where is Freddie? asked his mother. I saw him getting his ball of string ready to go fishing, laughed Bert. I told him to put it away until we got out on the ocean. Then I saw a fat man lose his hat and run after it, and I didn't watch Freddie any more. Oh, don't laugh, Bert. Where can those children be? cried Mrs. Bobbsey. I told them not to go away but to stay on deck near us, and now they've disappeared. Did they go ashore? asked Nan. Oh, mother, if they did, we'll have to stop the ship and go back after them. They didn't go ashore, said Bert. They couldn't get there because the gangplank was pulled in while Freddy was standing here by me, getting out his ball of string. Then they're all right, Mr. Bobbsey said. They are on board and will soon find them. I'll ask some of the officers or the crew. The twins can't be lost. Oh, but if they have fallen overboard, exclaimed Mrs. Bobbsey. Don't worry, said her husband. We'd have heard of it before this if anything like that had happened. They're all right. And so it proved. A little later, Flossie and Freddie came walking along the deck hand in hand. Flossie was carrying her rubber doll, and Freddie had his ball of string all ready to begin fishing, as soon as the ship should get out of New York Harbor. "'Where have you been?' cried Mrs. Bobbsey. "'You children have given us such a fright. Where were you?' "'We went to look at a poodle dog,' explained Flossie. "'A lady had him in a basket,' added Freddie. "'What do you mean, a poodle dog in a basket?' asked Bert. Then Freddie explained, while Mr. Bobbsey went to tell the steward, or one of the officers of the ship, that the lost children had come safely back. The smaller twins had seen one of the passengers with a pet dog in a blue silk-lined basket, and they had followed her around the deck to the other side of the ship, away from their parents, to get a better look at the poodle. It was a pretty and friendly little animal, and the children had been allowed to pat it, so they forgot what their mother had said to them about not going away. Well, don't do it again, warned Mr. Bobbsey, and Flossie and Freddie said they would not. By this time, the big ship was well on her way down New York Bay, toward the Statue of Liberty, which the children looked at with wondering eyes. They took their last view of the tall buildings which cluster in the lower end of the island of Manhattan, and then they felt that they were really well started on their voyage. Oh, I hope we have lots of fun in Florida, said Nan. I've always wanted to go there, always. So have I, Bert said. 
but maybe we won't stay in Florida long. Why not, his sister asked. Because didn't father say Cousin Jasper wanted us to take a trip with him? So he did, replied Nan. I wonder where he is going. That's part of the strange news he's going to tell, said Bert. Anyhow, we'll have a good time. And maybe we'll get shipwrecked, exclaimed Freddie, who, with his little sister Flossie, was listening to what the older Bobbsey twins were saying. Shipwrecked, cried Bert. You wouldn't want that, would you? Maybe. If we could live on an island like Robinson Crusoe, Freddie answered, that would be lots of fun. Yes, but if we had to live on an island without anything to eat and no water to drink, that wouldn't be so much fun, said Nan. If it was an island, there'd be a lot of water all around it. That's what an island is, Flossie said. I learned it in geography at school. An island has water all around it, my geography says. Yes, but at sea the water is salty and you can't drink it, Bert said. I don't want to be shipwrecked. Well, maybe I don't want to either, said Freddie, after thinking about it a little. Anyhow, we'll have some fun. Yes, agreed Bert, I guess I will. Now I'm going to fish, remarked Freddie. You won't catch anything, Bert said. Why not, Freddie wanted to know, as he again took the ball of string from his pocket. Because we're not out at sea yet, Bert replied. This is only the bay and fish don't come up here on account of too many ships that scare em away. You'll have to wait until we get out where the water is colored blue. Do fish like blue water? asked Flossie. I guess so, answered Bert. Anyhow, I don't suppose you can catch any fish here, Freddy. However, the little Bobbsey twin boy had his own idea about that. He had been planning to catch some fish ever since he had heard about the trip to Florida. Freddie had been to the seashore several times on visits to Ocean Cliff, where Uncle William Minturn lived, but this was the first time the small chap had been on a big ship. He knew that fish were caught in the sea, for he had seen the men come in with boatloads of them at Ocean Cliff, and he had caught fish himself at Blueberry Island, but that, he remembered, was not in the sea. "'Come on, Flossie,' said Freddie when Bert and Nan had walked away down the deck. Come on, I'm going to do it. Do what, Freddy? I'm going to catch some fish. I've got my string all untangled now. You haven't any fish hook, observed the little girl, and you can't catch any fish lessen you have a hook. I can make one out of a pin, and I've got a pin, answered Freddy. I dasn't ever have a real hook anyhow, all alone by myself till I get bigger but I can catch a fish on a pin-hook. He did have a pin fastened to his coat, and this pin he now bent into the shape of a hook and stuck it through a knot in the end of the long dangling string. Where are you going to fish? asked Flossie. She and her brother were on the deck not far from the two staterooms of the Bobbsey family. Mrs. Bobbsey was sitting in a steamer chair near the door of her room where she could watch the children. I'm going to fish right here, Freddy said, pointing to the rail at the side of the ship. I'm going to throw my line over here, with the hook on it, just like I fish off the bridge at home. And I'll watch you, said Flossie. Over the railing, Freddy tossed his bent pin hook and line, 
He thought it would reach down to the water, but he did not know how large the boat was on which he was sailing to Florida. His little ball of string unwound as the end of it dropped over the rail, but the hook did not reach the water. Even if it had, Freddy could have caught nothing. In the first place, a bent pin is not the right kind of hook, and in the second place, Freddy had no bait on the hook. Bait is something that covers a hook and makes the fish want to bite on it. Then they are caught. But Freddy did not think of this just now, and his hook had nothing on it. Neither did it reach down to the water, and Freddy didn't know that. But as his string was dangling over the side of the ship, there came a sudden tug on it, and the little boy pulled up as hard as he could. Oh, I've caught a fish! I've caught a fish! he cried. Flossie, look, I've caught a fish! Of course, Flossie could not see what was on the end of her brother's line, but it was something. She could easily tell that by the way Freddy was hauling in on the string. Oh, what have you got? cried the little girl. I've got a big fish, said Freddy. I said I'd catch a fish, and I did. From somewhere down below came shouts and cries. What's that? asked Flossie. Them's the people hollering, cause I caught such a big fish, answered Freddy. Look, there it is. Something large and black appeared above the edge of the rail. Oh, oh, cried Flossie. Mrs. Bobbsey, from where she was sitting in her chair, heard the cries and came running over to the children. What are you doing, Freddie? she asked. Catching a fish, he answered. I got one, and... The black thing on the end of his line was pulled over the rail and flapped to the deck. Flossie and Freddie stared at it with wide-open eyes, and Flossie said, Oh, what a funny fish! And so it was, for it wasn't a fish at all, but a woman's big black hat with feathers on it. Freddie's bent-pin hook had caught in the hat, which was being worn by a woman standing near the rail on the deck below where the Bobbsey family had their rooms, and Freddie had pulled the hat right off the woman's head. No wonder the lady yelled, laughed Bert, when he came to see what was happening to his smaller brother and sister. You're a great fisherman, Freddie. Well, next time I'll catch a real fish, declared the little boy. Bert carried the woman's hat down to her and said Freddie was sorry for having caught it in mistake for a fish. The woman laughed heartily and said no harm had been done. But I couldn't imagine what was pulling my hat off my head, she told her friends. First I thought it was one of the seagulls. Freddie wound up his string and said he would not fish any more until he could see where his hook went to, and his father told him he had better wait until they got to St. Augustine, where he could fish from the shore and see what he was catching. From the time they came on board until it was the hour to eat, the Bobbsey twins looked about the ship, seeing something new and wonderful on every side. They hardly wanted to go to bed when night came, but their mother said they must, as they would be about two days on the water, and they would have plenty of time to see everything. Bert, Freddie, and their father had one stateroom, and Mrs. Bobbsey and the two girls slept in the other, next door, as you might say. The night passed quietly, the ship steaming along over the ocean and down the coast to Florida. The next day the four children were up early to see everything there was to see. 
they found the ship now well out to sea and out of sight of land they were really on the deep ocean at last and they liked it very much bert and nan found some older children with whom to play and flossie and freddie wandered off by themselves promising not to go too far from mrs bobbsey who was on deck in her easy chair reading after a while flossie came running back to her mother in great excitement oh mother oh mother gasped the little girl he's gone who's gone asked mrs bobbsey dropping her book as she quickly stood up freddie's gone we were playing hide-and-go-seek and he went down a big pipe and now i can't see him he's gone End of chapter 6